Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Welcome to Ask the Manager Mondays, your chance to ask Better Together General Manager Kevin Undergaro and Assistant General Manager Kelsey Meyer your questions about the Better Together brand and questions about life in general. And now, your managers, Kevin and Kelsey. Hello, everyone, and yes, welcome to another edition of uh, Ask the Manager Monday. I am your manager, Kevin Undergaro, my uh, assistant general manager, Kelsey Alexander Meyer. Hello, hello. And Kev, I have to mention, because we aren't on YouTube, but I wish we were, because Kevin's little lower third says, managers do it best. <laughs> Which is so accurate. Wouldn't that be a nice mug? Yeah, it would. Right. I think back in the day, you could have a mug like that. Today, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right? Because, you know, <laughs> what are we doing the best, right? Fair. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Anyway, needless to say. Needless to say. Needless to say. Well, um, thank you for allowing us to do this show. This is the uh, this is the uh, part of Heal Squad where we uh, we answer some life questions we answer show questions, tell you a little bit about how the sausage gets made. And uh, I don't gives um, Maria, our host, uh, who's busy doing many other things for this show, gives her a little bit of a break as well. So it serves all of those little buckets. So in homage to the original Ask the Manager show on a little UHF station in Boston called uh, Channel 38 or TV 38, where they had the original Ask the Manager show, as the host of those, that show would say, uh, let's get right to business. But wait, before that, Kelsey, oh, do you what? and Kelly even know what UHF is? No. No idea. No idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Okay. So growing up before a cable, um, you would have a TV with a dial on it. And then that dial would have the numbers 2 through 13. And those were considered VHF channels. And then when it would go into, I believe, I don't know if I ever saw a channel 14, but I think anywhere from 17 up to, I don't know what number, those were considered UHF channels. And I think it was their way of saying the network channels would be the two through 13, the big channel, so to speak. 
and the smaller local ones, which, you know, think of the difference between network and cable. That's the best example. It was this was the earliest phase of VHF, of uh, was the uh, was would be the network in that equation, and then the UHF would be the cable. Mm. And even the dial was different for UHF. It was it wasn't more of a click. It was more of a tuner, like in the old radios where you tune in, you kind of gradually turn the dial to hit your station. Um, you really leaned on antennas. Many people had roof antennas. Uh, some areas had horrible reception, even with roof antennas. So you would be lucky if you got three stations. I remember when I was heartbroken when I moved. One city we were in just got cable. And then, you know, for me, I was used TV as such an escape for therapy and it became my passion. But then when we moved, I moved to a town that had terrible reception. So none of the channels worked. So maybe got like three channels and they. Oh, would, that's heartbreaking. That's so sad. And yeah, awful. I, I mean, like you would have to. Anyway. I, <laughs> 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 well, it's kind of similar to when my dad took my cable away, you know, just kidding. He did. <laughs> he took he it away. I got mine taken away in high school. Oh, look at us, twins. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I gave mine away. Oh, yeah. Mine definitely got taken. Oh, uh, well, no, I gave mine. No, I believe me. It was it. It was something else would have been taken if I did it. Oh. Yeah. No, I was a bad boy. And I remember reading that the leader Pericles as a leader, when he felt he made mistakes, he would create self-imposed punishments on himself. He would tell his people, like, I screwed up, You're my so bad, and so I'm going to punish myself. So I handed over to the cable to my dad. It's like, That's so I know funny. I screwed up, I'm sorry, and I'm now no longer allowed cable. And I think I had a phone, too, in my room. I'm like, and Here I'm no longer go. allowed my phone. That's so funny. And then I was like, pause, aren't I a great leader, father? <laughs> you're lucky i don't take these two things and smash them over your skull <laughs> what you've oh done oh my god uh, anyway um Hilarious. okay let's get right that, to business okay let's get you right do. to business so this this first question is very fun to me kev this is from courtney in la she said kev can we can pronounce you... it the boston way courtney courtney excuse me courtney 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 c-a-w-t and dash n-k-n-e-e courtney Cotney. Okay. Okay. Cotney. She wants to know. She said, "Kev, can you can you describe your Amadou me moments? How, in some instances, <laughs> do you stop worrying about what others think?" Okay. The Amadou me. <laughs> <laughs> she literally in quotes wrote Amadou me. Well, because they've heard me say that yeah. probably mockingly on Regular Guy Friday, like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a do me." And, I'm a do me. And sadly, when I hear people say it. I'm, I don't know if they're saying it in the healthiest context. However, let's let's apply it in the healthiest context where we are going to quote unquote do me or do us or do things for ourselves. Um, I think, you know, I think it's, I'll give you an example, but let me give you, let me tell you how I got to the, to the example of the Amadou me is through Heal Squad, our show, and really learning through... Dr. Kim DeRamo, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and we just keep hearing it every many of the guests we interview, how much uh, fulfillment and joy. And when I say joy, I don't mean pleasure, everyone, because pleasure can be through drugs and all sorts of other food, not 
so many unhealthy things. And yeah, maybe you need that pleasure in the moment. It's certainly okay. But the long-term ramifications of too much pleasure um, gives you um, the generation of Americans we have today. What? <clears throat> Is this mic on? Sorry. All of us. So we all, thought he was we all share the blame. Um, but I digress again. But I will say that that um, when you have joy and fulfillment, there's now so many studies on how that will improve your physical health, let alone your mental health. And then everything will get better in your life when you do that. But we never really step back to even know what is giving us joy and fulfillment. We don't know. We're all moving so fast and we're all either seeking distraction or pleasure, you know, and, um, and that all that does is put off the pain and the grief and all those things. Um, or, you know, you have those things, but the body is still storing all the unhappiness and we just keep learning how much if, if it's not going to come out in your, your mental health, it's going to come out in your physical health. You know, oh, I have an autoimmune disease. I have this, I have that. I have then cancer and so many other things because we never take that time to pause and say, what does give me joy and fulfillment? And it's not, yes, go out to nature and there's ways to do it and ask yourself, it's fine. But I also encourage you, there are moments where you just feel good. You know, you just, you feel good. Maybe it's a conversation you have with somebody. Maybe it's a task that you're doing. Um, maybe it's something you ate, but something healthy. You know, no, I'm not talking about a like a buzz. I'm talking, you know, maybe it's a green juice. I don't know. I'm, I think it's for me, it's, it's more experiences I'm having or people I'm around or different work that I'm doing. Then I just know, wow, I feel good. I, I just, and I'm taking that time to go, wait, this feels really good right now in this very moment. And we keep hearing about the importance of being present, which none of us are, right? We're either ashamed of our past or we're scared of the future. That's where most of us stay. And of course, the good news is, is that social media and the news is the cure. So the more social media and news you watch and consume, the more you're not going to worry about the future and then not, you're not going to lament about the past. So sarcasm again, <sighs> very few of us stay present. And we also know that when you are present, we just keep hearing, you know, from all the gurus out there, what being present and how healing it is and, 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 and how it leads to actual fulfillment. But so when you have those moments and you go, you know, I, this just feels good. I feel really good right now. And then you note that. And that's what I call gathering the data. So for me, um, again, it's going to sound bougie, but I am a man of a certain age. And so when I tell you some of the means I have, it's, it's from, it's embarrassing to say, maybe 40 years of actual work and saving and also not having children, which is the big money suck. <laughs> but I noticed... Um, I have the 62 Corvair convertible. That was the first car Marie and I bought in LA. It's like 4,000 bucks I got it for. I, over the years, I've saved so much money into it because it's an older car. But I will say, driving some of the darkest hours during the pandemic, um, when I would drive that in LA with fresh air 
in the greenery. I just was like, oh, this feels, I, God, I missed this car. I missed, you know, I just I wasn't really thinking in the moment. I'm like, oh, I missed, I really like this car. I should probably drive it more, you know? And then when I went to um, Connecticut and we worked on a movie back there, um, I had, I picked up another convertible and um, it was more for Maria because she needed a car back there and she loves convertibles. But I remember driving her to and from set and it was uh, you know, East Coast and out in the woods and you have all these just beautiful trees and this great fresh air in this area of Connecticut. And I'm driving home and I'm like, wow, this feels really good. I'm really enjoying and so learning from our show how important it is to gather the data on your life and to really obey those moments of when you start to feel good and healthy and fulfilled, um, I'm like, you know, I really need to be having uh, an open-air car that I can drive uh, every day that's not going to break down because the older cars break down and then that's a whole other thing. That's so much stress. And so that is not fulfillment. That's anxiety and stress and, and aggravation and wasting my time. And so my Amadou me moment was I picked one up. I picked up a convertible that was, uh, you know, has the classic feel because I like classic cars. Um, and we'll, hold its value and probably increase in value. So I made it a wise expenditure, um, but is new enough with low enough miles that I can drive and enjoy it. But it was an Amadou me moment because normally any money I have goes toward bills or our business or helping people, which I enjoy. And that's another thing I really enjoy. But um, so it was hard for me to do it. And then I have a, you know, a wife who's very uh, frugal. And, you know, uh, which is good because we balance each other off. But I knew that she was going to be like, Ugh. but I had to do the Amadou me. Like this really makes me feel good. Um, at a time in, uh, I don't know, in a time that not many of us are feeling very good physically, emotionally, mentally. I'm one of them. And I'm like, I need to hang on to these precious moments. So it's within reason. No one got bankrupted. Um, I can sell it for what I bought it for. But um, yeah, so that was an Amadou me moment for me. Uh, I'm also noticing work-wise the certain things I do when I accomplish. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. 
All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And even where I do the work and accomplish them, that I do feel good. And I'm like, you know, I need to do this more. I need to, you know, I've been working at home for so long, pretty much my whole life, because I just always was taught to just work mobile anyway, whether it was in a car. I think I got that from being in the carnival business. We were always on the road. So I just always had to figure things out out of a bag. And I did. Um, But I'm realizing now that going to a job, going to a, a different place to work, and then certain things I'm working on really give me fulfillment and joy. And so I'm going to continue to obey those things. Um, and I will tell you, I've had some health issues. And, um, you know, like a lot of people, I've kind of run the course with Western medicine in terms of dealing with the health issues. And finally, I hit that, what I like to call the Popeye the Sailor moment, kids. We would watch that on Channel 38 UHF. By the way, sometimes Channel 56, but I think it was Channel 38 for you you um, 70-year-old fans of Boston television. But uh, when Popeye said, that's all I can stands, I can't stands no more. And I, at, with my health, I'm like, okay, I'm taking matters into my own hands. And one of the things that I've started implementing into my health regimen is that. Where am I getting joy and fulfillment? And then how do I do more of it? And then the stuff that is not giving me, that's dissonance and not giving me the joy and fulfillment, how do I minimize that? Now, you can't eliminate it. I understand that. We have children. We have people who need us. I mean, I, I can't totally abandon it. I, I would let a lot of people down who need me and uh, I'd lose my house. I mean, I, you know, so I can't. However, and you've heard me say this before, I take it back to Social Network, the movie, and the Mark Zuckerberg character. And he's got this prosecuting attorney attacking him. 
and he's not really paying attention to the attorney. And the attorney says, Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your attention? And he, his response was, um, you have the most minimal amount of my attention. And I apply that, I try to apply that to the things that really deplete me and do not give me um, resonance. They give me dissonance. And so uh, that has been my new wellness formula. And um, in it, I think it's working. So long, very answer to the how I'ma do me, I'ma continue to do me. I urge you for people who are older, you almost have to do me because your bodies can't handle it, it you know, anymore. That's what you see is like, wait, my endurance is down, my resilience is down, all these things. So you have to, if you're younger, you have to cut your teeth and you have to earn your way. You're going to have to give a little more of your attention to other things that maybe you don't want to. It's like having to study, I guess, algebra in school if you weren't a math person. I mean, it's just, that's just also life. But I do think that that formula still applies. Like, hey, this isn't giving me. But but the thing is, I, I cautioned the younger people because remember, a lot of growth comes through pain. And you might deprive yourself of, you know, advancement, achievement, things that will kind of make you feel good, accomplishment. If you, you know, walk, this is dissonance, so I'm out. Well, mm, wait a second. Like, it might be dissonance, but is it advancing you? Is it, is there a greater goal? Is there something bigger here? You have to figure out where to hang in. I just know, again, a man of a certain age, in the place I'm in now, I'm starting to say, well, my God, like I've passed my dad. My dad was dead by this point. His dad was dead eight years before him in his forties. I mean, like, so <laughs> I have to start saying to myself, what, you know, and I'll say this to a lot of middle-aged people, not middle-aged, anyone over 40, I will, even over 35, I'll say to them often, I'll ask them this question. If not now, when? If not now, when? If, if, if I'm not going to now take a small amount of money to have a car that I could drive that's going to make me feel good, when? You know, when am I going to? You know? So, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of times people need to ask themselves that. If I'm not going to do this now, when am I going to do it? And Kelsey, I've said this to you before, too. Like, you don't have children. You don't have... So you're in some... A lot of your situation, too, is like, if not now, when? When you have three kids... Yep. Yeah, are going to need yeah. every bit of your attention. Like, when, you know, when? Right. No, so. Anyway. I think too, Kev, like how I take it, and you're right. If you're able to be discerning about the situations where you're saying you're saying I'm a do me, but like <laughs> a lot of my friends, I felt like I would give like so much to them and not do anything for me. And so when you started talking about I'm a do me along with your coaching, I think that was something for me where now I'm like, oh, actually in this moment, I don't need to like yeah. do that for you. I'm a do me. So yeah, I think that that's, that's how I took it. And it's honestly helped me. Well, you know, side note on that. Um, I mean, this, I hope this doesn't come off as cold, but I think that, I think you have to, you don't have to. I think it's wise in life to invest in people. So any business you have, I think 
it's good to overextend yourself to people who work for you. Invest in them, whether it's giving them more money or giving them more attention or more time. But I also think in our friends, it's good to invest time into friends now. But remember, if we're talking about investing, we have wise investments, right? And we have some poor investments. And I don't think it's healthy for anyone to invest poorly. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, like, are those friends, they gonna, are they going to be there for you when you need them? Or do they help you or serve you in other ways? Then chances are you should invest in them. If not, know it's a poor investment. And by the way, it's okay to have poor investments, but guess what? When you have the house's money, and I don't mean even financially, but I do mean financially, but also it could be time, it could be whatever. So think about when you hear of angel investors, right? And they'll, they, an angel investor is somebody that um, will invest in something really that they believe in or they believe in the person. And they're not very much concerned with the, the monetary return. They're barely concerned with paperwork or whatever. Like, hey, if it makes money, great. But if not, I'm okay. I believe in you and I believe in this. That's what the think the best description of an angel investor is. So because of my age and my means, I can be an angel investor in terms of my friends. I can say, okay, here's, a, here's something. I can give you something that I you will never be able to give me or right now can't give me or more than likely will never be able to give me. That's okay. I'm an angel investor. I have the means. And I'll say that a lot of times to the, you know, my staff, you know, over at Afterbus, I would say, guys, I can do this. It's I, don't mirror me with all your friends or whatever. You don't have the money. And even if you have, you don't have the time. So someone who's, I, I know a lot of um, people who are retired. They don't, it's not that they have a lot of money, but they have the time to go sit with someone who's sick. They have time to go, you know, bring a dish over, bake something. And that's great. Um, maybe knowing very well, full well, that that person who they're helping is not going to be able to give back to them in that way. So I think that, you know, it's, it's investing your time into friends that are worthwhile and people that are worthwhile. And then maybe there's a percentage of your, I always say, be the CEO of your own life. So let's say the Kelsey Corporation, you know what? We've, the Kelsey Corporation always keeps 5% of our earnings or our time that we can put out, we can angel invest to something that is going to give us nothing back. I can go volunteer at the dog shelter or I can go um, visit nursing homes or there are friends that I know are not going to be the friend back to me, but they're just human beings in real need. And I'll be there for them because I'm blessed and I have that extra 5%. But I think when you're younger, I've seen a lot of people just like overgive and then they're disappointed and then they also get sick because they don't have the house's money. They don't have the big bucket of time and money to pull from. So little like sidetrack of I'm no way, I like it. Boom. <laughs> Thank you, manager. Should we, should we take a break? Kelsey? Oh yeah. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to do me and take a break. Okay. And then what are we going to talk about? Let's get me warmed up. What are we talking about when we come back? This is a fun one. Um, 
if you had to pick one person's career to replicate, who would it be and why? Oh, boy. That one's a fun one. All right, let's let's hold on that one. (laughs) (laughs) And then how you deal with stress. I like that one. Redefining Mm. your dreams without feeling like you're failing. Well, there's a lot there. Okay, wait, I'm already, we already (laughs) just went into four hours. Okay, all right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalized signed photo or transcript of today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of ARSA manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, PO Box 311, Encino, California 91316. And now, back to Ask the Manager. Stay crisp, Queens. And um, we're back on Ask the Manager Monday, where Monday, Kelsey, is what? The new Wednesday. Monday is the new Wednesday. Look at that. Halfway through the week. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations. Happy hump day. <laughs> Oof. So <laughs> much better. Okay. I feel Kelsey, good. Yes. let's get back to business. Back to business, Kev. All right. I skipped this one in my tease, but it's a pretty fun one. Kevin, this is from Mahari. She says, if you were not in the entertainment industry, what industry do you think you would take up? Oh, okay. Um, Okay. And listen, I'm sure there's like three or four people that want to know what I think about this stuff. But I I always say like, I, I think the questions are more valuable when they can help everybody rather than what I would want to do. So, but I think there's a way I can spin this to be helpful to everybody. So I think if it wasn't the entertainment industry, it'd be some kind of interest industry where it could be entrepreneurial, but less about making of money and more about being creative and not creative in terms of the arts. But, you know, I think we, I think we underestimate how creative we can be in all of our jobs. So uh, whether it's a, you know, our coffee shop or Kevin and Kelsey's, um, pizza place featuring um, Pooja and Elaine. I don't know if Carolina wants to sign on to our pizza shop. That I don't know. I'm running out of signage, but. <laughs> Amazing, but, I will. But anyway, like even if it was the pizza shop, like it'd be fun to come up with the colors and the sign and, you know, what's our messaging and, uh, you know, the menu. And so I would be doing that, but I will take it to um, to two things. One, you can be creative in any job you have. And the great Shelly Zalas, who we've had on the show before, says uh, a job is what you make it. I agree with that. Um, Unless you work in a corporate environment, then you might get people who stop you from that, but then just go somewhere else where you can. But I think the one thing that, uh, I think your generation, Kelsey and Carolina, is more tied into uh, and we weren't, but I still think could be done more is, you know, uh, really looking at our jobs and asking ourselves, you know, what purpose can we serve in this position? How is it that we serve in these positions? And I think that no matter what job I had or have, I'll always be thinking of that. So for example, like, let's say it was the pizza shop. I would say, I would really say, well, you know, um, one of the services that I'm going to provide is I'm going to provide a good working environment 
I'm going to provide a really fun atmosphere, uh, a pleasant atmosphere for people who are out in the rat race, you know, and they just want to come in and sit and have a slice of pizza, feel good, you know, enjoy what they're eating, but also, um, you know, make them feel better in that one little moment of life. And I'll tell you, growing up, I was never taught that. I was taught get a job, makes a lot of money. That's it. <laughs> At the end. And then you'll be happy. Never thinking to myself, you know, um, what purpose, what, what service could I provide? And I think if more of us applied that, even to big money jobs, hey, this is my service I'm providing. I think it would keep us on track ethically. I also think it would make us more fulfilled. I used to say it after Buzz. I, tell, I used to tell staff at After Buzz, we make after shows for your favorite TV shows. And I would say, listen, you know, guys, remember this. I know we're working hard here, but remember a lot of people, and with that, with After Buzz, it was all over the world. Remember people all over the world. And it was it's hard to reach your generation because one, you haven't you you you're 21, let's say, or 22, you know, when kids would start working for me at Afterbuzz. So I haven't really been out in the real world yet um, as much. And I guess the their version of the real world isn't the same as what my version was. But I just said, guys, you know, the average person is commuting to a job that they're unhappy about, or they're in college and they're struggling. They're trying to put themselves through college. Um, they're at a gym working out and they don't want to be there because very few of us like working out. We like the results, but very few of us like working out. Um, or somebody is babysitting uh, or, 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 you know, having to do any number of jobs or tasks or chores in their day that are not bringing them fulfillment, things that they have to do. And our shows are giving them an escape and a, a healthy escape and release. So that is one of the purposes we are serving here. And then not to mention, then we have purpose to our hosts. So we, I have my immediate staff and then we'd have God over, over the years, 2000 more hosts. I'm like, we have a service to them because a lot of them have moved to LA. They don't have family here. You know, they're, 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 they're struggling. They're struggling. They're working for jobs while trying to audition, while, you know, this is their night to feel good. This is their night. This is poker night for them. You know, that's how it needs to feel. And yes, we want them to do their best, but that's also for them because they're not going to get next level if they don't. But at the same time, you know, we would have popcorn and like the, you know, I, the lighting looks like a, looks like a nightclub over there. And it was, and I really had to work with my staff. Like, I know you're young and you're grumpy, you know, I get it. But when they come in here, I need you to, you know, put on a good face for them. Like that's part of what we're doing here. So you see it, but again, I don't think that I knew that at 23 or 33, <laughs> 43. I mean, it only came to me later, like, oh, wait a second, there's something bigger going on here and not just in Hollywood or making after shows, but for all of us, you know, my dad was a fireman. And I remember at the end of his life, he's like, hey, listen, I know there are 10 human beings over the course of my career that I saved that were dead if I didn't rescue them over my 30-year career. 
And then, you know, my mom was a teacher and, you know, she, she dealt with kids with, um, who had re reading disabilities. And my mom was way ahead of the curve, had the crystal brain to know, listen, kids just don't want to pick up a book anymore. They're more visual now. They're all watching TV. Like, you know, it's changing. So let me use the visual medium of the arts to teach them Shakespeare, to teach them. So my mother would you teach them how to, they would animate. She would teach them animation. She would, you know, she would teach them photography. She would, in all those ways were ways that they would tell the, the stories of Taming of the Shrew, whatever, whatever like book she was having them cover rather than write a book report or read it. She would visually teach them it and then say, okay, tell me what you saw, but she would use the visual arts. And um, I say, I'm like, mom, do you even like look back at your life and say like the great purpose you served? And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't. She doesn't look back at it like that. I'm like, mom, all the kids that went through you and, and you, that you, I mean, so I don't think a lot of us look at our jobs or our lives and think of the purpose that we're serving because most of us are, but we don't know we are. We don't acknowledge it to ourselves. And I think if we did that, we'd feel better. We'd feel more fulfilled. And then we'd probably work harder to do it, which would only bring more fulfillment. And then knowing that we're all connected, right? Wouldn't the world start to get better? But I don't think someone in an insurance office isn't thinking that way. Like, hey, I'm, you know, helping provide insurance for this person. So God forbid something happens out there with their car or whatever, they're covered. You know, I just, I don't think teachers, I don't think society is teaching us enough about service and purpose. And in the way I said, you know, what, what, but what fits into you feeding your family and feeding yourself? Not, I'm not saying to, you know, go join the Peace Corps or, you know, um, go and just give all your time money away. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, whatever it is that you want to do or, you know, for work, what is the purpose in, in the service within that work? And I think that uh, no matter what I did, that's what I would be doing. I would always say, okay, what's my... What is, what's the greater purpose I'm serving with this? Um, and how can I be of service within this position? And then knowing that's going to fulfill me and make me feel good. Like, hey, I'm not just some little ant, some little cog in the wheel. I actually am doing something. And uh, I mean, come on. How many times, Kelsey, you've been with me? We'll go to a coffee shop and there's so nice and so present. We go to this one um, small hamburger diner um, and how... And Caroline, you've been going there now too. And how wonderful and pleasant are those people? The best. To us. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Right? And so like kind. We drag ourselves in there. And imagine these people have to be on for eight, nine hours on mm -hmm. their feet. Mm -hmm. And so um, think of the purpose they're serving. Yeah. You know? Like we look forward to it, right? We look for, you oh, know, yeah. like I'm even 100%. this again, joint fulfillment. I go back to my first question. That's one of the things now I enjoy. I go there, I have my breakfast, and then I go to work. Because why? They're like, hi, Kevin. You know, we talk, you know, like we, you know, joke. And on I go, and that's giving me joy and fulfillment. And I'm just going to honor that, honor those people. But again, think of the purpose they're serving. I hope in their hearts they know they're doing it. I bet you they don't because they're so overwhelmed and so busy. 
that they're not able to kind of be present and realize that. And I just wish more people would. And um, anyway, so I digress. That's what I would do for if I wasn't in that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's a great answer. Good um, answer. Okay, Kev. Do we have to take so any more breaks or no? No, we're golden. Oh, nice. We're so golden. I like we're golden. Wait, we're huh. gold. So golden's been around for like 20 years, Kelsey. I'm an old soul. What can I we, say? No, but is that like Carolina? Is that, did you hear in golden? Are you like, yes, people definitely say that. It's golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's golden. golden. We're golden. It's golden. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, we're, I, we're totally John Ham. Totally John Ham. <laughs> no, what is totally. it? Yeah. When you totally go ham on somebody? Or, yeah. You were going ham. Yep. What does that mean? You're just like, we're going crazy. Going crazy, having fun. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Going ham. So going John Ham on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go John Hamm on the next question. Okay, next question. This is from Allison in Washington. She says, if you had to pick one person's career to replicate, who would it it be and why? Oh, God, it's all inside baseball here. Um, I like, I look at Ryan Seacrest because he's, he's very diversified, but he's on camera and that wouldn't, that's not my passion. Um, There's a guy, Michael Davies right now. I'm doing some stuff with, and ironically, he uh, is the producer of The Talking Dead, which follows The Walking Dead, so he's in the after show space too. Um, we've been kind of on a collision course on who's the after show king, who created the first after show? I did. Who created the first digital podcast network? I did. <laughs> he would disagree. But anyway, I like his career because he's um, he's he produces uh those things but then he's also building i think a sports network with amazon and he hosts i think a soccer podcast for international soccer because it's his passion i think so he's doing a little bit of everything and he's open to all different things and for me that's what i do best i will also tell you that's a curse because i know some of the most successful people are the ones who laser focus on the one thing As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. You know, I will say that a lot of my stuff has not been A plus because of that, but it's fun for me. I love that. I, my, here's where Marie and I are very different. I like a stacked day. I just, you know, I need, you know, uh, I don't like having an assistant because it's annoying to me, but then again, it's, I need one because I would love the person who's like eight to nine, this nine to 10, this, you know, cause I'm always kind of going over, but I love the idea of work on the work on this podcast then go over and work on 
the film company, then work at After Buzz, uh, oversee the renovations of the house. Like I, I like I like that for me. I like to be diversified, um, but I don't know if, uh, like I said, I also will tell you that um, some of the most successful people, are the ones who zero in on something. I don't know within any of that helps you all. I like I said, those questions are like. <laughs> Save those for Maria, who's like famous. We kind of care fun. what she's doing with her life. No, I think it's fun to see what's in your mind. Because I'm the same way, Kev. I'm like, one thing, I can't focus on one thing. I mean, you know me. My brain's like, bing, 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 yeah, you bing, like bing, to do, yeah, you I like, like to do a ton of different stuff. Yeah, and you do. You also need the probably assistant someday. It goes, Miss Myers, uh, <laughs> sorry, <clears throat> you've nine o'clock. It's 9.05. Yeah, um, yeah you've gotta, totally. Uh, but my, but the, what about Kevin Kelsey's pizza? What about well, Kevin Kelsey's happening. speaker emporium and uh, put an egg pagers. on it? Yeah, yeah Kelsey's put an egg on it. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of stuff to do. So much screenwriting to prisoners. Yeah, we got to teach screenwriting to prisoners. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. We got to get on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kev, I feel like this is a good last question. Um, this is from Sophia and. I hope you guys cannot hear the plane going over right now. I, I, feel, I don't hear it. Okay, good. I feel like in my PA days, and we'd all have to be like, plane, plane. plane. Yeah, we film set all the time. Exactly. Plane. And stop recording. Or but, you know what okay. they all do? They, they call back to Fantasy Island, the plane, the plane. And like everyone does that joke and you just go. We get it. Yeah, okay. okay. It's hilarious. So funny. Oh, okay. Well, Sophia wants to know how you deal with stress. Well... You know, I love that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because there's that, it's a great book, you know, all about a guy who had a poor father who gave him a certain set of principles, but then his best friend had, was rich and the father was rich and took like a, you know, gave fatherly advice to the author as well. And he wrote a book about it. And it was just interesting how the, you know, the poor father's perspective on things and the rich father. And I bring that up because... How do I deal with, how's the poor Kevin deal with stress? Oh, punch a wall. <laughs> I haven't done that literally in like 20 years, but that used to be, uh, you know, I would be that guy, uh, like, you know. Um, okay. So I think for me, and I think, I think what helps me, and I don't know if it helps other people, but whatever's stressing me out, I lean into it if I can. Okay, so um, if I'm stressed about, uh, I don't know, right now I'm dealing with a um, house that um, I spent months renovating and um, a pipe burst and destroyed the house and all my work. And um, when I think of the colossal amount of, and when I go in the past, as I said earlier, I go to the past of all the work I did I killed myself. I, I hurt, I hurt my health, you know, uh, and then I go to the future of how am I going to find the time and energy to do all of this? And, and, but when I'm present and I say, okay, what's the damages? Okay. Let's make it on the phone. Who are the subcontractors I can work with that? Okay. You'll do. Okay. I can handle this. I can handle that. You'll do. I lean into the problem. And then I, the stress goes away. So if um, I know so many people, like, I'm just so stressed about, I, you know, I need to pay my bills. I need to pay. Okay, sit down, pay your bills. I'm really stressed about my taxes. I'm really stressed. All right, let's lean in. I know they're like daunting. They're uncomfortable. 
there, you know, but I know it's dissonance going back to what we said, but it's a necessity. So lean, just lean into it and do it. And like that old saying, um, how do you eat a whale? One little bite at a time. But so for me, um, whatever the problem is, when I'm at my best and stress, I just lean into it. Say, okay, how do I fix this? And and then I start taking steps, little baby steps to fix it. And while I'm taking those little steps, even though it's not totally putting out the fire, I don't feel helpless. And I, I start to feel better and the stress naturally just starts coming down. So that's one way. And then there's times where you can't do that. And honestly, everyone, I cry to friends. <laughs> I cry to loved ones. You know, where I'll be like, what the hell? This happened and that happened. And oh my God. And nah, 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 nah. and I vent to the right people who I've who called back, who I've invested in. And so that's me. That's my way of, um, I think that's the healthiest way rather than, I'm sure, um, I'll tell you, to distract yourself or um, to try to, seek pleasure to reduce the stress. Listen, I think in the, in short bites is okay. I get it. And sometimes that could be the difference of you really doing something stupid or self-destructive, super self-destructive. So I get it. Gabby Bernstein has talked about that. So don't get down on yourself. If you're stressed and you're going to overeat or you stressed and you're going to medicate or you're stressed and rather than do the work, you're going to go see a movie or say, okay, like that might be the difference between you doing something bad you know, hurting someone else, hurting yourself in any way, number of different ways. However, um, ultimately that's only going to put off the stress and exacerbate it later. So I say either lean into it. And if there's sometimes you just, there's nothing you can do then I think it's okay to cry and vent to friends. So Kelsey, that, that's what I do. I mean, listen. Well, I, I think it's interesting too, what you were saying about so often I feel like there's a difference between like stress and anxiety or overwhelm and uh, like all that stuff. There's like a slight difference. And I think you're right, Kev. Sometimes these things that we're stressed about, it's like, we're just avoiding them and procrastinating. Yeah. And it's like, when you just do it, just then do the it. stress actually goes away and it Little sucks. Bite at a time. But yeah, sometimes Little you just got to do it. Yeah. And then there's other times where you're just stressed and you have to like, for me, I put on my, noise canceling headphones blast my music can literally think of nothing else and go for a walk you know but like that no that's great and that is really good and i probably should learn that but thank you for offering mm -hmm. that kelsey so you mm -hmm. go out to nature yep and you're walk and you're doing movement and exercise yep. which is healthy and you're listening to music which is you enjoy that's your passion i love it that and so that is something yeah. that yes you've traded time which I know is a commodity as well. You know, time is the only thing you can never get back, right? Think of, no, no, think about that. If I, I'm going to come down there, I'm going to take, Cal, uh, Caroline, I'm going to take $5 from you. And Kelsey, because you make more, I'm going to take 10 from you. But guess what? You can get that money back. But what I just said 20 seconds ago, what just happened 20 seconds ago, you never get that back. It's very true. Yeah, it's so crazy. But like, think of how much we abuse that commodity. Do that's we really scary. treat time that way? Oh, that's so N true. None of us. It's the only commodity you'll never get back. So true. you've traded that commodity for the walk. But, but 
you also gained healthiness, you know, movement, nature, uh, breath work, probably so many mental breakthroughs, you know, really, you know, so that is a, the healthiest kind of distraction that has so many healthy ramifications, you know, against the truth. So the only thing you're losing is, is the time, but you're gaining other things. So yeah, I love that. That's, I'm glad you said that Kelsey, because that is, uh, cause there's certain people that can't lean into the problem and, you know, crying to friends is okay, but it's okay for a minute, but I love that. Get out there and breathe and walk. And yeah. And I think good note to end on about time. Think about that, where you're putting your time. And that's why I say, collect the data of your life. Where are you getting joy? Where are you getting fulfillment? Where you're not getting that joy and fulfillment. And when we're not getting it, what can we reasonably cut that, you know, we'll keep it so we can feed ourselves and do the basics that we need to do. So it's just uh, something to consider and tie it all back together. So Kelsey, you just, and the rest of the world, go out and enjoy your Monday is the new Wednesday. Yes. Enjoy your Wednesday, y'all. <laughs> um, please keep the questions coming. Um, it really, uh, I'll tell you, the show helps. Um, it really helps us give On Maria the breaks. Of the she needs oh, our queen is here. And the rest of BT staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to You're Ask welcome. the Manager Mondays. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at Better Together with Maria. For an 8x10 personalized signed photo or transcript to today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of Ask the Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, PO Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. Stay crisp, Queens. Yes, stay crisp, Queens. Stay golden, stay crisp, stay John Ham. Kev, we, we need our queen to edit that. It still says Pooja. Oh, wow. Well, I know. We, listen, love and light to Pooja. We do not want to trigger her. <laughs> no. Kelsey, please, just even by mentioning <laughs> that, who knows? You good know, point, good point. This is right. We don't want to trigger Pooja. Love and light to love little Poojie Pooj, our little thing. Um, yes, we need to have our our queen from uh, overseas or what do they say? Across the pond. Across the pond. Yeah. We need to get in touch with her and have her fix it. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe we let her go. You know, the construction company used to work for, you say like, oh, did did he get his DCM slip? I was like, what? I'd be like, what? (laughs) The gears, Joe's family. Just, they had all these like crazy terms. (laughs) Yeah. Give him his DCM slip. You know what that is? No. Don't come in on Monday. Oh, (laughs) Maybe we'll give her the DCM slip. Oh, why? I don't know. Harsh. That's life. That's right. See, Carolina, no, just <laughs> an example. We have to show everyone. Wow. That's Fair. life. These are the obstacles. Damn. Okay. No, I've reached out and tried to be friends. You did? Yeah. Just oh, be professional. Well, I said, you know, yeah. Like, That's funny. Come on the show. I'd like to get to know you better. Yeah. What the heck? Oh, wow. Maybe we should give her a DCM slip. Yes. Yeah, maybe this. <laughs> I can fake a British accent. I don't think she yes, cares about weird other everyone. So maybe we'll find someone else. Who knows? All in, all fun. All right, everyone, have a great week. Please keep the questions coming to us. Um, like I said, helps give Maria some time off uh, that she really, really needs because we are the show that gives you so much great content, so much great information, 
so many life hacks, so many value adds. Right, Kelsey? And we right, do it. Kevin. We do it five days a week. Every so, day. Sometimes even six days, which is cray, cray. cray, um, cray. Anyway, all right. Leave us a, um, a five-star review, please, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, be sure to tell friends about us. And um, go get them this week. And um, as we say in Boston, we'll talk to you shortly. See you Friday. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together. And we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.